Hi, I'm Crystal, the parenting coach. Parenting is the thing that some of us just expected to know how to do. It's not like other areas of your life where you go to school to be taught, get on the job training, or have mentors to help you learn. Now you can get that help here. I believe that your relationship with your children is one of the most important aspects of your life and the best way that you can make a positive impact on the world and on the future. I've made parental relationships my life study and use life coaching tools with connection-based parenting to build amazing relationships between parents and their children. If you want an even better relationship with your child, this podcast will help you. Take my parenting quiz. The link is in the show notes. Once we know what your parenting style is, I'll give you some tips tailored to you and a roadmap to help you get the most out of my podcast. I invite you to help me spread the word by sharing your favorite episode on social media or with a friend. Welcome to the podcast. Living into your human design with Lauren Cash. Before we dig into today's episode, I want to remind you about the name change from the Freedom Moms podcast to the Parenting Coach podcast. Lauren Cash is a master certified coach who specializes in time and energy management. She particularly loves helping client-based digital business owners work less than 22 hours a week while not sacrificing their income desires by aligning with their human design. Hello and welcome. I have a fun interview for you today. My friend Lauren is on the podcast and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell her a little bit about or tell us a little bit about what she does. And also I would love to know too, how you even got into coaching in the first place. I always think those are, those are fascinating stories. So tell us all about that. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Crystal. I'm Lauren, Lauren Cash, and I am a time and energy coach is what I'm calling myself these days. I love love helping people um, work through this time paradigm that we have in our minds and really align ourselves with. I use human design and gene keys modalities to help us align to what feels correct for us and tap into our intuition for decision-making so that we can have a more balanced life and only work when we want to work and do the things that we want to do and have it feel a lot more fun and easeful. Um, how did I get into coaching? I yes, got into okay. first of all, I have to yeah. say that you I love the I love the word easeful. That's awesome. And I <laughs> also think that that's exactly the vibe of this podcast and of my audience is helping us find that balance between both like motherhood, parenting, all the different roles that we fill, but then also carving out time for like us, like personally, just like who we are. And um, I know that you're so into that. So I am excited. Excited to hear more about that, especially the human design, because I don't know tons about that yet. Um, but yes, tell me how you got into coaching. How did how did this work out for you? Yeah, so I was so I got a master's in psychology, and then I was getting I had dropped out of a PhD program. I thought I was going to be a psychologist. I mm-hmm. still really wanted to help people with eating disorders. So I was trying to figure out if I didn't get my PhD, how could I still help folks with that? And I decided I could be a dietitian. I had taken a bunch of science classes because I thought I was going to be a pharmacist before that. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would become a dietitian and specialize in eating disorders and be an eating disorder nutrition therapist. So I actually finished all of that. And while I was doing that, I ended up, I was really interested in being an entrepreneur the whole time. I knew Mm -hmm. once I became an eating disorder nutrition therapist, I wanted a private practice for sure. And I wanted a hybrid practice. So I wanted in-person clients. And then I wanted also to do like group coaching or like group programs online. Mm -hmm. 
And I had like a really awesome blog and Instagram presence like back then on like all things eating disorders and stuff like that. So I was interested so much in online, like digital entrepreneurship back Mm -hmm. then, which I still am, obviously we Mm -hmm. both are. And um, while I was into that, I was listening to a podcast called Being Boss And they had Brooke Castillo on their podcast as a guest podcaster. And then I found her podcast, the Life Coach School podcast, Mm -hmm. and started listening to it then. So I was listening to her, already have my master's in psychology, and I loved the tools that she was talking about, the Mm self-coaching model, and a lot of her mindset stuff really resonated with me. I still remember being a diet tech in an eating disorder treatment center, really struggling with it and listening to her episode called No Hard Days. And that was really challenging for me to believe her that there are no hard Mm -hmm. days when you were in eating disorder treatment. And that was really changing for me. So I really wanted to get certified as the life coach then when I was still in grad school. And I even did like a sales call when Jody Moore was still working for oh, the school. I love this. And I, she was like, it's going to be $6,000. And as a grad student then, I was like, there's no way I can pay yeah. $6,000. So I just put it on the back burner and kept listening to the podcast. Then fast forward like five years or something like that. Um, I was finished, probably not that many years, but something around there. I was finishing my last graduate degree and getting my registered dietitian license or registration here. Um, And I was working for an eating disorder treatment center, but building my private practice at the same time. And I was working like 30 hours a week building or 30 hours a week at the uh, program for the eating disorder treatment center. I was the program dietitian for like 30 hours a week. And then I was doing my private practice on the side, but the private practice got to a point where I could take on more clients, but I had no more time available. Mm -hmm. And then I had this 30 hour a week job. So I needed to transition and I didn't know how I was going to do that because I still didn't have enough clients yet. It was like chicken and egg stuff happening. Mm -hmm. When I got an email (laughs) It used to be called Friday Coach Like from the Life Coach School. Mm -hmm. And in the PS, they were hiring a customer support position. And it was going to pay that. So you would get paid your hourly amount, plus you would get access to Self-Coaching Scholars, their program at the Life Coach School, which I was had just joined like two months prior to this email. You would get access to both. And those combined basically were the amount of money I was making as a multiple master like dietitian in this treatment center program. So oh I was my like, goodness. what if I could do this really flexible customer support job, build up my practice while I'm doing that yeah. instead of working for this treatment center? So I applied and it was like a crazy like series of events. I ended up getting the position thanks to Kim. Um, and so I ended up working for the school then for like two and a half years, kept getting promoted while I was there, got certified as a life coach and a master certified coach while I was there. So that's how I got into coaching. It's a long story, but super fun. It's a long story, but (laughs) I love hearing people's stories because there's always something cool that kind of like, you know, got them into that whole situation. And I, we only meet people like, you know, once they're already coaches, we don't often get to hear that story. So 
Thanks for thanks for sharing that. I also did my degree in psychology and was looking for a master's program in psych when somebody just randomly invited me to an evening that a life coach was doing on relationships. And I thought, I've always been meant to do this. Like, this is the thing that I need to do. And it just like called me. And I'd never heard of Brooke or Jody or any of the... I don't know. I'd never heard of anybody. And even when I registered and signed up, I said something like, I'm going to this program called the Life Coach School by Brooke Castillo. I didn't even say her name right. And my father-in-law was like, I think you pronounce it Castillo. And I was like, oh, okay. And I like, I'd literally signed up in like a week of finding out what this even was oh because gosh, I just knew amazing. that it was the right thing. And I met all these people who were like, oh, how long have you been you know, interested in life coaching? And I'm like, I didn't even know what a life coach was a month ago. So cool. That's um, awesome. I anyways, love it. And that was, uh, yeah, that was a few years ago for me. I think, I think three years ago is when I started my certification this month. So yeah. Wow. So what is your human design authority? So yeah, your I was going to tell you making, that. So... Yeah, your decision-making strategy <laughs> in human design. Yes. I wanted Lauren to come on the podcast today, you guys, because she knows all the things about human design. And I'm interested in... I love learning more about just personality, styles, and energy, and all of those things. Um, so I'm a manifesting generator. Um, that's about all that I know about it. And anytime that I meet another manifesting generator, I'm like, oh, yep. Yep. That's me. I create a lot of things and I'm kind of like, go, go, go. Um, and I now make decisions quickly. I used to think that I was very indecisive, but that's something that I, that I really worked on changing. And now I really do make decisions quite quickly. I like think about it and then I'm like, okay, this is, this is the thing. And then I go for it. So, so are you, um, I bet you're, you must be sacral then. That sounds familiar. A pure manifesting generator because emotion... So you can either... There are two decision-making strategies you can be if you're a manifesting generator. Okay. One is sacral, or it'll say maybe on some of the softwares when you put in... So in order to get your human design chart, if you don't know already, you put in your um, where you were born and exactly when you were born. And that's about it. And they'll tell you what your human design, a a lot of details. You'll see this like really crazy body graph with a bunch of shapes and crazy things. Anyway. I should have had mine up when we were talking about it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, So if you're a manifesting generator, you can be one of two types of authorities, which authority in human design is just how you're meant to make intuitive decisions simply. So yours, the way that you're talking about it, it sounds like yours is sacral because that one is like this gut-based knowing, like immediately, mm-hmm. like, you know, if it's a yes, yes. or no, and it like lights you up. You're like, yes, this is it. The way you talked about mm-hmm. making the decision for joining the life coach school and like doing mm-hmm. certification through that sounds very sacral, like knowing. And then the other one is emotional and actually half the population um, are emotional authorities, even if they're not manifesting generators. So that is, you need to have time to make a decision. So you have to, we talk about like riding this emotional wave where there's like a high, high of like, oh my gosh, this is the best decision ever. Yes, for sure. To like a low, low of like, this is going to be the worst thing ever to getting to like calm clarity of like, this feels like it is the correct next step, but you need to like sleep on it and feel through this whole like emotional roller coaster experience for that to drop in. Yeah, that is and definitely a lot of not time, me. <laughs> yeah, and that does not sound like you. Yeah. So, and a lot of times our world 
really caters more to like your decision-making strategy, especially even like at the life coach school, we Mm -hmm. teach a lot around making very like quick decisions and not being an indecision, which the emotional authority can look like it's being stuck. It's stuck in indecision when it's actually just feeling through what is correct for them. And it's not actually indulging in, um, Mm -hmm. in the indulgent emotion of indecision. Okay. What I love about what you just said is that I think this has come up for me so many times is that we have this idea about like how life should be lived. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we should wake up early. I mean, in my mind, this is how, this is what life tells me it should be lived. Like you wake (laughs) up early and you exercise and you eat healthy and you are productive. You get a lot done during the day. Your house is clean. Your kids listen to you. Um, (laughs) You, I don't know, have money to do the things that you want to be doing. You um, go to bed early. Um, You're calm all the time. Like I just have this idea in my mind about like, this is kind of how life is supposed to be lived in this like little box. And we obviously all have different, what we view our boxes to be, but usually Mm -hmm. it's from our own like society and, you know, cultural norms and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I have this like idea and then like anything outside of that is like, oh, well, you're doing a little bit, a little bit different and a little bit wrong. And mm-hmm. um, what I love about human design and the other personality style type things is that it really helps you live into like, it's okay for things to look a little bit different, right? It's okay for me not to make my decisions immediately. And mm-hmm. for me, almost everything in my life has gone against the grain. Like I homeschool my kids. I don't have like a traditional, like this is where I live and I'm just here all the time. I even this mode of parenting is very um, new. It's very different. It's not what most people are doing. And um, so everything's kind of against the grain. And so a lot of times my brain gives me this feedback of like, you need to be normal, whatever normal is, right? Yeah. And um, (laughs) I love that in learning about things like human design and our energy, it can be like, this is your normal. Like you're doing it different way is not, not only just like normal, also there's like no normal, but um, it's like best for you. Like it's the best Mm -hmm. way for you to do it because what people like, um, like the life coach school and like, there's lots of other programs, right. That are like, this is the best way to do it. Yeah. It is because it was created from their brain and their energy and their alignment. It worked for them because that's how they're designed or their personality, you know, and the other And it fits so well for them and it works so well for them because it is them. And then we take programs or courses or learn things and we're like, why is this not working? There must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Versus like my brain might just work differently than somebody else's. Yeah. And that really resonates for me. Like the reason I ended up loving human design so much was because when I found out things about my design, it was like the biggest permission slip I was ever given Mm -hmm. to live life in a way that felt so much better for me. But my mind had so much, uh, so much commentary about that. Like I'm a human design projector and human design projectors aren't meant to go, go, go and do, do, do. Like we're meant to not really work at all, really, but like keep the work very minimal. And for me, I had been working a ton of hours and a lot Mm -hmm. of energy and I ended up getting sick from it. 
But my body had been telling me for years, like not to do Mm. that. But my mind thought that that was lazy. That was unproductive. I would never be able to be successful if I worked like half. They work all the time. Yeah. Like just coach yourself out of that, like feeling like you shouldn't be working as much as you're working, et cetera. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That is fascinating because one of the things I decided at the beginning of this year, I always try to make like business goals and I kept wanting to come up with like a number, like by this time I want to have this many clients or do this. And the thing that kept coming back to me was like, it needs to be your work schedule. Like my inner knowing was telling me that it was my work schedule that needed to shift and change and that I needed to be working less. And that I, my goal needed to be a 10-hour work week. And so I kind of would tell people that. like They'd be like, oh... I mean, in the coaching world, we talk about goals often, you guys. People are probably like, what? You're talking about your goals with people? We do this regularly. <laughs> yes. It's, it's our favorite pastime. <laughs> it's our favorite pastime. Right? So everyone's like saying, oh, I'm going to make this much or I'm going to do go to this and I'm going to speak at this thing. And I'm like, I'm going to work less. And that's it. I'm just going to try to work 10 hours a week. And um, it has been awesome. And it has been exactly what I needed. But I think it's hard to make decisions like that when everybody else... When it seems in my brain, right? That everybody else is doing business a different way, doing life a different way. And I find that so much in business. My brain has a lot of evidence for that everybody else is doing business in a really different way. That's a lot more go, go, go. A lot more fast-paced. A lot more like hustle mentality, I guess, even though mm-hmm. they say they're anti-hustle, that it's like, really, there's a lot <laughs> know, going on there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Whereas like when yeah. it's like stillness and like presence mm-hmm. and peace, and I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's what I want. Like, that's what I want to mm-hmm. live into. And um, anyways, it's been amazing and beautiful, but also my brain offers me a lot of like, you might be doing this wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 this is what I wanted. I <laughs> wanted it to be like slow and peaceful. Um. So I would love for you to tell us just a little bit more about human design. Like what is it and how does it work? Yeah. So human design is a system that has combined other modalities into one. So it takes the I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of life, the um, like astrology and chakra system. I'm probably missing one. It's like a combination of all of them into one chart. And this guy had... He says he like channeled it and had this like download about it and created the system over like, I think it was like a period of like a week or something. I sometimes joke that he like was on acid or something and like came yeah. up with the system. You're like, how did to you me, even do this? Yeah, to me, it doesn't really matter like if it actually divinely came to him or mm-hmm. if he was like on some trip. I just find the tool useful whether or not like the way it came about was like, quote unquote, real or not. So the system is one, you get a body graph and it looks like a chakra system. So these different um, shapes in the body graph. And then along the two sides, you have different planetary placements. So you see like like the sun and the moon and different things like that. So that's the astrology aspect. And then inside of the body graph, different shapes are colored in or not. And this like makes you what type you are. So overall, the biggest like thing about your design, I like to talk about it like um, an address. So like if we were talking about like where you are located on the earth, um, we could use like type is kind of like, which um, we were talking about like North America. What is that Mm -hmm. continent? (laughs) Like what what continent are you on is like kind Mm -hmm. of what type you are. And then as we get into your design even more, because human design is 
called the science of differentiation. We're each very unique, even if like you're with a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. other manifesting generators, they're all going to have a lot of other aspects to them that are very different. So as we like go in, like the next thing would be like what their authority is. So either this emotional or sacral Mm -hmm. for the manifesting generator or the generator. Um, That would help us like, okay, so you live in this country, maybe would be like the next thing. And then we get more and more distinct as we get to like, what is the zip code? Like, what is the house number and all of Mm -hmm. that? Like, there are all these intricate things inside of our designs that tell us all sorts of fun things, like maybe what our life's purpose could potentially be, or like how many people we're meant to work with in business, or like what our business model might look like or what we could play with there or like what our vocation is. And there's so many different things. And like, as you were even talking so far, like my mind now just like highlights, like all the things I'm curious about, like in your chart, what they are as you talk, because there's so like many intricacies within it. And I haven't even learned like all of the intricacies yet. And I've been studying it for like two years and got a whole like 10 month certification on it last year. So it's super hey, fun. I love this. And I think it's really powerful for the people that are listening. So if you're listening to this and you feel like I talk a lot about helping moms kind of find their passion and their purpose and what fuels them. And sometimes like I, I was even speaking at a in-person event one time and I just said, you know, write down some things that interest you or that you'd like to try out or that, you know, there were some people that were like, nothing besides motherhood. There was literally a lady who came up to me afterwards to argue the fact that it was like, nope, that is my only passion. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I was like, no, there's totally nothing wrong with that. But also like, are there things like, what about it? Like, is it that you enjoy baking? Is it that you enjoy cleaning? Is it like that she just really loved homemaking and which there isn't anything wrong with, but it's like, let's uncover what passions you actually have and help you kind of live into that. And the reason that we want to do that is because we actually show up as a better mom when we do. We think that we're going to be a better mom if we like give everything that we have, including our whole souls to our parenting. Um, But if we can separate that, like who we are and us and what we enjoy doing from like parenting, this thing that we also happen to do, um, we actually show up more in the kind of parent that we want to be. So... um, Mm -hmm. But then the next question usually is when people ask this, they're like, well, I have no idea. Well, mm-hmm. like like the zero because they've constantly been looking um, outwards at what other people want and like fulfilling yeah. other people's needs versus their own. And so mm-hmm. usually I will say like, go back to your childhood. Like what's something that you enjoy doing then or what interests you? Mm-hmm. But I think that this idea of human design can give you... Um, kind of I, more ideas and more interests mm-hmm. so that you can... Start, like a starting off point and stuff. Yeah. 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 Especially vocation-wise. Cool, yeah. The other cool thing about human design, especially like with parenting and things too, is so we have this type and then... So you're a manifesting generator. That's mm-hmm. your type. There are five different types total. So you're a manifesting generator. I'm a projector. And each type has a strategy. And that strategy is how we best interact with other people with our type of energy and how we're made up. So for you, yours is to respond and to inform. So you're responding to things and then you're informing and letting people know like what's happening essentially is the quick explanation of that. And mine is to be recognized and invited, which happened 
with this podcast. You like mm-hmm. recognized me for human design and time and things like that. And you asked me to be on your podcast. So that's how that works. But it works a lot in how we interact, obviously, with the other in terms of even like our children. I was coaching one of my clients a couple of weeks ago. And she was telling me about an exchange that she was having with her son. And I was like, do we know what his design is? Because it sounds like he's a manifester. So that's different than manifesting Mm -hmm. generator is manifester. He was like, inform. So the manifester strategy is to inform. And so he will initiate and inform, but he was informing like when he wanted to have hugs versus when he didn't want to have hugs. And he was like very Mm. sure of this and like said, like when he wanted it and the way he was speaking was like very direct, which is very manifester. And so she ended up going and looking up his chart and he was a manifester. (laughs) And so we talked all about like how he, how she can be supportive of him and like the way that he is meant to interact with her and like informing her pretty directly. Like, I don't want to be hugged right now. And like when I do want to be hugged and stuff like that. So it's super fascinating. (laughs) I have a parenting friend also who is really into human design. So she knows all of her kids and her partners and they, you know, she, she does really feel like it helps her in kind of aligning with how to parent them and kind of know their personality and things that work and things that don't work. And I just, I'm a firm believer in like, just try all the different things and figure out what works for you. Cause some people love like love languages and like mm-hmm. uncovering what their kids' love languages are so that they could be like, you know, filling their cup more. Yeah. I wasn't like a super love languages person. I was like, okay, that's yeah. interesting. But also I feel like I feel love in all five ways. So just yeah. give me any I of like those things. I like all of them too. <laughs> like all like, of them. Let's, yeah, heavier in this circumstance versus this. Like it's exactly. conditional. Like, <laughs> a healthy combination of all those things is good for me. Yeah. And so I find that way in a lot of things. I'm like, okay, this color personality or this number thing or this human design mm-hmm. thing. I think what's really helpful is just helping us understand ourselves in a different Mm -hmm. way for sure. And then also understanding other people in a different way, because the end Mm -hmm. goal is that we can be more understanding and more compassionate and not feel like there is one normal way, one right way to like live or to be, or, you know, to give ourselves, like you said, that giant permission slip of like, it's totally normal to be the way that I am. And it's actually amazing and how I'm supposed to be, how I'm supposed to live my mm-hmm. life and that my kids have have that also. Yeah, I love that. It's been helping me so much too with understanding living with my partner. Like we haven't been living together super long. So as a projector, like we... <laughs> have the tendency to give unsolicited advice. (laughs) So we're supposed to actually like wait for the recognition of like, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. Like, how would you do this kind of vibe? So I've been really practicing that with him of like, not like when we're cooking together or something, not being like, you should do it this way or whatever, which is good for everyone. Like, and that's, I think what Mm -hmm. I've learned too, is like learning all the types because even within our designs, Um, there are these things called channels. So different channels are different types channels. So we can, for different types of things, utilize the strategy of the different types. So I find, especially with my clients, it's super important for me to have a lot of informing happening of like Mm -hmm. onboarding, like what's going to happen. And that's even with kids too, like, you know, letting them know what Mm -hmm. to expect and like what's going to happen next and et cetera. So we can use other people's strategies too, because we're also talking to other types and it can help them to hear it in the language that they 
prefer it as well. Yeah, to understand them more. I love that. Um, If somebody's interested in learning more about human design, where do you suggest they start? Yeah, so that's a hard question. So a lot of people um, try to like scour the internet to start Mm -hmm. to like read up on it and find it. There, There are things on the internet that you can read. It's a little bit challenging. People usually ask me for like, what's a good book to start with? The books, like when I first discovered human design, the books did not help me personally. I had a really hard time with them. And that's what I've heard from a lot of my clients too. But if you really want to know the books and like have the source material, there is this other thing in human design that's profile. And if you have a first line in that, you're going to want to go to the source anyway. So I don't want to tell you not to. (laughs) Um, You can find a whole like list of human design and gene keys books if you go to the laurencash.com forward slash books. I have a whole tab of lists there. But what I would say is finding somebody that has like a reading or a course or a coach to work with so that Mm -hmm. not only you learn it, but then you start to play with it and embody it in your life and see how it works Mm. as best. So I'm going to be... I love that developing um this fall a like one uh, like a a foundational 101 teaching you what all the language means teaching you your design specifically course um that you can do self-paced so that's going to be called demystifying your design because it seems very mysterious mm-hmm. and difficult so if you're interested in that you can let me know you can dm me on instagram and i can put you on the wait list for that Okay. Awesome. Because my next question was going to be, how do people connect with you? Because I do agree. If you're really interested in something like this, it's so much more helpful to have somebody guide you through than be like, let me just Google this and read a couple of things and watch a YouTube video. And hopefully I'll kind of understand. Sometimes that works, but it does. It can be easier to have somebody help guide you through. So where can people connect with you and how can they work with you? Yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram. So I'm at the Lauren Cash there. And you can also listen to my podcast if you're interested in like time and energy management type Mm -hmm. things. And I do talk a lot about human design and it's called the ease of hustle. So those two places are great. I love that. The ease of hustle. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I will have all those links in the show notes. I'll make sure that we get those there. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Lauren. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to help spread this work to the world, share this episode on social media and tag me. Send it to a friend or leave a quick rating and review below so more people can find me. If you'd like more guidance on your own parenting journey, reach out.